Hello, guys. Welcome to the Villain Era podcast. My name is Justine. This is Just Fit Justine, if you follow me on Instagram. And I am super excited for this episode because this is an episode that I have been preparing for for a year at this point. Because if you all are on TikTok, last year it was like a super popular trend that after Spotify Wrapped came out, it was all about obviously your favorite music and songs and podcasts whatever you listen to on Spotify, right? That people started doing a dating wrapped. And so they were setting up little PowerPoints and talking about all the dates they went on with this year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this for the next year. And I don't even know if this will be a trend again, but I'm making it my own thing because I thought this was really funny. And I'm obviously someone who likes to track things, right? I'm a big believer in macro tracking. I track my workouts and obviously... I tracked my dates this year and I did not do it. Let me tell you, I have seen some spreadsheets that are impeccable. I did not do it to that note, but I did make a note where I was just kind of like keeping track of like each month and what dates I went on and where they all laid out. And so then I like broke it down into how the year played out. And technically we still have them. Who knows what could happen in the next month, but obviously, you know, Spotify's early. We can be early too. Well, I'm going to break, I'm going to just rant a little bit on some life stuff first, because I guess, honestly, I just will, I'm going to share that I honestly thought about, I was feeling weird about the podcast. I was just thinking like, I don't know, some people had just like made some comments to me about like, oh, that's cute. You have a podcast. And then someone was like, where do you record? And I was like, in my bedroom. And they were like, well, that's cute. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You know what? And I'm not recording a studio. I enjoy this. I do it for fun. And then I had a couple guests line up that have just canceled. Obviously, it's the end of the year. People are super busy. We'll get those rescheduled. But I was just like, man, do I just pause this for the end of the year? Do I take a little break? And then actually Spotify Wrapped came out and everyone that shared that I was one of your top podcasts meant the freaking world to me. And it gave me a lot of motivation. Also, I just have continued to get hate from my ex about this podcast. Like it has been nonstop. And it came up this month where I was just talking to, I talked to my therapist, I talked to my business mentor, my friends about at this point, do I just take some of these episodes down? Because you know, some of the episodes that were previous, you know, they're, it's not like they're getting new listens. It's not like they are um, the most important thing. But then at the other side, I was like, well, if I take these down, it's because of him. And it feels like he, I'm letting him win. But then I really talked to my business mentor about it. And she was like, Justine, it's not about winning or losing here, but what brings more peace into your life? And so I was really struggling with that. And then honestly, I just, you know, spoke with someone. It was they had just messaged me randomly and was like, I want you to know that your podcast made me feel less alone. And thank you for sharing this on the internet. And that was just like, okay, we're going to keep them up for now. And if I decide in a couple months that this isn't bringing me peace, then I can make that decision right now. But it's also something where the episodes live. So if I take one down, I can put it back up. Like I can play with that if I want, but it was something I was just struggling with internally. And then I'm like, man, do people want to listen to solo episodes for the end of the year? Everyone else is busy. And I'm like, well, hell, why not? That is what I started. The majority of the episodes have been solo episodes anyway. So that would be totally fine. 
yeah so then last night I watched Miss Americana which is the Taylor Swift movie and I'm not even gonna lie I'm not even gonna sound ashamed about this but it just gave me so much motivation like I love to see where she kind of started where she was scared to share her opinions and political views and then moving into someone who has really stood up in politics and you know just social beliefs and just saying I don't give a fuck what I'm going to say I'm going to say what I want to say and I'm like that is the energy we need we need more women with that energy also if you guys tuned into the episode I did with Cassidy we really talked about how we've just decided that we're going to be the people who say something in life, right? We're going to be the people who stand up and say something. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe this does destroy a little bit of my peace, but I'm also strong enough that I can have a little bit of my peace destroyed if that means I can help someone else. At this point, that's the decision I'm standing by. And the other thing I will say is I almost just spiraled in general about the fact that I share my whole life on social media. Sometimes I think it just feels a little bit like a lot of people have access to you. And obviously I get that and I put myself out there, but when someone then crosses that access or like steps into it or says something or like finds you in a way that you didn't expect, it feels a little like jarring. And that feels like it, you know, it upsets the peace, but also it almost upsets like safety in a way. And I was just like, why do I share all of this? What is like, what is my do? Like, what am I doing? And then spiral for a minute, (laughs) listen to a fabulous Taylor Swift podcast put on by my roommate and we moved on and we're back and I'm actually pretty excited to record this and excited to just be back and remembering how I got into this because it's fun and I want to keep this fun and yeah, I'm so excited to bring this episode to you guys. So with that being said, we are going to talk about the month, the yearly breakdown of dates. Now, I went on dates with 14 different men this year, and I broke this down. There were seven drink dates, two coffee dates, one lunch date, two dinner dates, and then two activities and a dinner. So I think that this is super interesting because I am not going to lie. When I started dating last year and I was back into the dating world for the first time, I was like, these men are going to take me to dinner. And then I started doing this and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to be stuck on a dinner with some of these men, especially if you have just only met them via the, well, you haven't met them, right? If you met via the internet and you've never met in person, going to dinner is a lot. So I'm like, actually, no, we're good with drinks. I determined that that is definitely probably one of that or an activity. I mean, I think if someone is going to plan an activity, kudos to them. That is a huge win. But then I will say coffee date, probably my least favorite. I think that it was really hard to go on a coffee date and feel any type of romantic vibes. Like, and maybe it was just the person I went on the coffee date with, but I think it's hard because you're not, it just feels very friendly or business level. And maybe this is totally different for someone who doesn't drink or you have different choices. But for me, I did not love a coffee date. Lunch date was fine. The two dinner dates I went on, I actually think the two dinner dates I went on that I'm counting as going on dates were dates that I had. Those technically weren't first dates, but they were people that I like, right? They were people that I had met at the end of 2022. So I think those were like a little bit 
easier as dinner dates. And then obviously the two activities and then dinner dates, that was great because, well, one was great, <laughs> but like you had already gone to the activity. You had the out if you wanted, but we we're like, hey, let's keep hanging out and let's go get some food. So that was nice too. Of these 14 different men, five did have a second date. So, you know, decently good odds there. Well, I guess that's like a third of them. And also two of them I already knew. And one is now my boyfriend. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, I guess that's a lot of men that did not get a second date. Um, of those three, I ended. I am not a ghoster. I will text someone and I said, hey, really great to meet you. I thought you were awesome. Well, yeah, uh, I guess one I ended that didn't say he was awesome. <laughs> but three I ended, you know, for the most part, I was pretty honest. I was not a ghoster. Two, they just ended naturally, actually, because I met my boyfriend. And so we, there was one guy who I was going to go on a second date with. And then it just kind of like, I let that just fizzle out because obviously I was very happy. <laughs> um, four ghosted me. Like, I'm sorry. I am too old for this. This is bullshit. Um, so four ghosted me. And then one, one person actually had the balls to openly end things with me. And it's funny though, because he ended things, but also not until he brought another girl to an event that he invited me to. So that's a story for another. We're going to get into that story. Three were just fizzles where neither of us reached back out. So I don't think it's ghosting or ending where he know they never asked for a second date. I never tried to text again. They just kind of fizzled out. And then obviously one is still going. And I guess I, okay, I do have to give a caveat that I did admit to this. I kind of ghosted one guy, but that's because I felt like he really crossed a boundary with me. And like, after I mentioned that and I told him, and then he tried to message me again. And I was just like, I'm not responding to you. I think I made it pretty clear. I wasn't going to go on a date with him, but he is someone that I did not respond to again, but he deserved that. Um, anyway, the average age was 30, which I was pretty surprised by because a lot of these men were in their 20s, but I did have a guy who was 38 and a guy who was 35. So I feel like those helped to bring the average up. And there were then there was the lowest was 27. We had 27, 28. Oh gosh, no, the lowest was 26. Yeah, because neither of us knew each other's age. And he was pretty shocked when he found out I was 33 and he was 26. I was like, I definitely thought you were at least 28. And who knows, that doesn't make a huge difference, but that felt like a big, a big age gap of that breakdown. Four and a half I met in real life. Eight and a half I met on a dating app. And then one I met through Instagram. So we're going to explain the half here is that um, that half is someone I had met in person and we were out with like a group of friends and I was with my girlfriend and a bunch of her guy friends. And this guy came later and he told me, you know, he's like instantly, I thought you were really cute, but I thought you were with so-and-so. And that was just one of the guys in the group. And I was like, oh, absolutely not, like not with him at all. And so he had met me then, we had met in person and then we matched on a dating app. And so that's kind of where I give it the half, right? Because he assumed I was already dating someone. So he didn't make a move in person. But then when he saw me on the dating app, he was like, oh, okay. Um, so that was the half. The one on Instagram, I think that honestly, 
Instagram is something where if you're single, I would have your Instagram public and I would utilize it more and probably like like messages. I think there are definitely other guys that I could have potentially like gone on dates with through Instagram, but it's just something that I didn't pursue much more. But I definitely think that Instagram is a good kind of middle ground of it's not a dating app, but it's not necessarily in real life either. And yeah, I mean, the date I went on from Instagram did not work out for me, but you should try it, right? <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> highlights. I'm going to talk about some highlights from dating. One, obviously meeting my boyfriend. I think that, that was a huge highlight. I It is something that I have told him. I said, I just feel super lucky that I met you because we we were, you know, I was out that night and I didn't really want to go to the place I met him at. We had been at another party. I went because my roommate wanted to go and we had been where I wanted to be for a while. So I was like, okay, I'll compromise and we'll go to this party instead. And then I also, he doesn't normally like go out a ton. And so it was a night that he actually was out too. And so I'm just like, what are the chances, right? Like that, that we ended up at that place. And I feel really lucky about that. So that's obviously a highlight. Um, we had highlight of dates from that. I would say one of our best dates was we went and we sat on like this hill in this park and we had a little picnic and we didn't even realize it, but there was a meteor shower that night and we just saw so many shooting stars. And also this is really sweet to me because the other day we were playing this game and he was like, I asked the question, if I lost my memory, what's the first thing that you would tell me about us? And he said, I would tell you about that date that we sat on the hill and watched the shooting stars. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and then I, I will say like dating wasn't all bad. I did meet a, other few guys that were like nice. I just wasn't into it. One guy I have stayed like semi friends with, we just randomly have some mutual friends in common. He's from Cincinnati. He likes the Bengals. So like we'll um, DM sometimes about that. And then one time I gave him a ticket to a concert that he wanted to go to. And so he went with his friends. We didn't hang out or anything, but like have kind of like made like a small friend, you know, someone that if I definitely ran into at the Bengals bar, I could sit and have a beer with. So that's definitely, I think a little bit of a highlight. Now the lowlights. <laughs> One of the lowlights and not my proudest moment is definitely the guy who ghosted me. And then I fucking ran into him twice in one week and one time I just fully flicked this man off and then the other time I was just like please don't talk to me please ignore me that was definitely a low light uh <laughs> other low light was having a man invite me to a comedy show uh him inviting another girl to the comedy show having them sit right in front of me together then him literally giving one of my white falls to this girl and just like me just sitting there watching them flirt all night. So that was a pretty low light. And then we went to the bar after and that's actually the only guy who did have the balls to say, I don't think we want the same things. I was like, yeah, you just brought another girl and sat right in front of me this whole time. Awkward. And then oh, I still I get creeped out just reading this. But the other low light was having a man asked to lick the sweat off my thighs and that is the man that I ghosted this year like sir what like we just had a very nice dinner together 
and that's the message you're gonna send me after and he was his excuse was well I thought you were trying to friend zone me and so I thought I would make it clear that's not what I was into and I'm like so by creeping me out like at least had you stayed in the friend zone I wouldn't have had weird things to say about you and this is sad to say but it actually you know I'm gonna say it's a win that I didn't go on any dates where I feared for my safety um and then with that being said I would say kind of low other low lights would probably like be the ending of things with dumpling boo and veggie which I at the time it felt like a low light right now I see it as like those things needed to end they are chapters that are closed I'm so happy that they did but at the time it was like oh this is so hard like this dating sucks is anyone ever going to want a relationship why does everyone just want situationships so those were definitely some of the things to go through now with all of that being said I did get some questions from you guys about dating tips things I want to review and I feel like I did I'm gonna like give myself a little pat on this back but I feel like I did pretty well in terms of just meeting people getting myself out there going on dates so a lot of people that have asked me, what is the best way that I've found meeting people for dating, right? And I think that there is a ton of hate on the dating apps. And I just think that obviously there are pros and cons to everything. But personally, even though I did meet my boyfriend in real life, and I would say the other person that I had the most um, connection with, I met in real life as well, I do think that dating apps are a little bit of a necessary evil. I think the thought of us saying, well, our parents didn't have dating apps. They just met people the old fashioned way. Okay. Well, your parents also didn't have LinkedIn, right? They had to go in the freaking newspaper and circle whatever job they wanted, or they had to hope that they knew someone that was networking and they could get an interview that way. We wouldn't sit here and be like, you know, I'm not going to use LinkedIn because my dad got his job the old fashioned way. We would never say that. And there are a lot of successful and happy relationships on that come from dating apps. My sister and my brother-in-law met on Bumble. My cousin and her husband, they met on The League, I believe. So a lot of like relationships that I really look up to, I think they're so loving and happy, have met on dating apps. With that being said, I do think it probably just highlights a lot of the issues with dating culture, the speed of things, the idea that people feel like they have a lot of options. And ultimately, I think that just kind of brings out what's in a person anyway and brings it to the forefront because if someone is on a dating app and they're just like going on a lot of dates and they're not looking for anything serious, I don't think that not having dating apps would change that. I think they would still be a fucking playboy at the bar doing the same things, meeting people in person, right? Like, I don't think that that is a huge, like, determining factor. I also think that if people are going to use them in that way, that just says a lot about their character. Um, Versus if you go into it with the idea that you are going to meet a kind person who's on, if you're someone who's a good person and you're going and you're dating with intention, you have to believe that there is someone else on there that's also doing the same thing. I think you have to believe that or you are just like going in with a pessimistic attitude that's not going to get you anywhere. If you were going to find a job, right, like the best thing to do, I wouldn't tell anyone to just use LinkedIn and I wouldn't tell anyone to just use networking. I would say to do a combination of the both. Have your LinkedIn ready, be active on there, but also 
go out and network, go out and meet people in real life, right? Do both of these things. And ultimately, I do think if you are able to meet someone in person and you have that connection for a job, even, I think that is way more beneficial to get your foot in the door. But I think you should do both things. And I think that's exactly what you should do if you are intentionally dating to be in a relationship as well. Do both. Be on the apps. Don't let them suck your time. You know, put a limit on it. Put some parameters on what's going to set that for you. But also make sure that you are going out and doing things in person and putting yourself into spaces that you're going to meet other people. Putting yourself into spaces where the person that you want to meet is going to be hanging out. I also just think that the energy of, I think the energy that you're putting out is such a determining factor. And so the other week I was like talking to my roommate. I'm like, gosh, like, I'm like, why do I just feel like my boyfriend gets hit on so much more than I do? And I'm like, am I not as cute as I think I am? Like I had this like insecurity moment. I'm like, am I not as like pretty as I think I am? And then it's silly because I literally reminded itself I was pretty because, um, this gay comic told my boyfriend that he thought I was really pretty. And I had like an old Hollywood look. And I was like, you know what? He said I was pretty and he doesn't have any benefit to get from that. So it's like a reminder that I was pretty. And then I just started talking to my remote though. I was like, you know what? I got to remind myself did pretty good this summer, right? Like met a lot of people, got hit on quite a lot, had a lot of drinks bought for me. Now that I've been in a relationship, I'm just putting a different energy out there. I am very much someone who I am not always the most approachable. I have been told a lot that people find me kind of intimidating. Uh, I don't feel that way. Once you start talking to me, it's not that, but I definitely am not someone who's like down to try and small talk or just like mix and mingle with anyone. I'm pretty intentional about all of that and like my energy. So she's like, yeah, one, you're not putting out the same energy that you're going to get hit on anymore. Secondly, you're not like going to the same places, right? A lot of times if I'm going out, I'm going with my boyfriend or I'm just like going out and doing other things. I'm going with my girlfriend. I'm not looking for that. So I'm not putting that energy out there, which is why I'm not getting hitting on, hit on as much. And then I also had to remind myself, I was like, we still got people in the DMs. Like there are still men in the DMs that I'm like, bro, got a, got a boyfriend now. And then still like next picture, they're like fire emoji. I'm like, all right, I am ignoring you. This needs to stop. So it was just like a little reminder of myself. But I do think that the energy you put out there comes back to you, right? So I really found that when I was on dating apps, I met more people in person. Like even though that I was like just on the apps, I think I was in that mindset of trying to date and trying to meet people. And that actually helped me then meet more people in person. First, then when I was off the dating apps, I was a little bit more in a space of, I'm not going to focus on that right now. I'm going to focus a little bit more on myself. And I met less people in person during that time. So I think it's finding what works for you and also being really clear about what you want. I think that's one of the things that really helped me, um, you know, get a little better at dating, be able to accept when I met my boyfriend because I went on a lot of dates. I, I know looking back, you know, when I met Dumpling Boo, I was just like so enthralled. I'm like, oh my God, like maybe this is it. And I know had I gotten into a relationship, what, like four months, five months after leaving my marriage, I probably would have maybe a year in then thought like, did I date enough? Did I spend enough time single? Versus now that I'm like in a relationship, I'm like, 
I've dated plenty. I saw what's out there. I feel good about my decision. I also hate the advice like, oh, you'll just find them when you least expect it. Oh, you'll just find them when you stop looking. Because although that did kind of happen to me in terms of finding it when you least expect it, I don't think that's helpful for someone to hear in that position. Like that doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help me get my ass ready and go on another drink date with a man who, you know, is not looking anything like their photos, right? So I think that advice is just like not helpful to people. And also, again, if we want to go back to that job metaphor, no one's gonna be like, you know what? Your dream job is just gonna totally come when you're least expecting it. And your dream job is gonna totally come when you stop looking for it. No, you have to like work for the things that you want in life. And I don't think that a relationship is anything different than that. Like, I think that it's a beautiful idea story to tell a fairy tale. But if you want something in your life, I believe in not forcing it, but putting the effort in to get towards that. With that being said, I also want to talk about some dating app tips. So I think number one, you got to give people a chance. I think that so often we'll look at a dating app almost like a resume and is it checking off certain boxes and that can feel super toxic instead of thinking about one of the things my therapist really said to me and she said I want you to think about what if you had met this man in person right what if you had met this person at the bar and then you were like oh my gosh you're so excited to tell your friends all of this stuff right Versus you're looking at his resume and you're just like, well, this doesn't check off and this doesn't check off. And I will be the first to say that I'll, if I had seen my boyfriend on a dating app, I doubt we would have matched. Like I probably, um, I was pretty, you know, we have different, um, we have some differing political views. We have some differing, like, I don't know, just differing things, right. That I probably would have not have even given him a chance had I not met him in person. And I think that that is a huge mistake because, People don't have to align with everything. Um, and I think when you start to get to know someone, you really see a lot of that beauty there and can open your mind a lot. Um, my other tip would be to go on the dates quickly. If this man is not setting a date up within like within the week, like three to four days, I'm moving on. I don't want to be like the best ones or be like, hey, a few messages. Do you want to grab drinks this day? Boom set, go on that date quickly. It does not make any sense to put a week into texting someone that you have never met and that you don't like have the energy to put into. Um, I think that also when you meet, when you are texting with someone, you don't know their mannerisms. You don't know how they talk. So you start to build this idea of a person in your head and then you have no, like you meet them in person. I had this happen where I was just, I was texting this guy for a while before our first date. And I kind of was like, dude, are you ever going to ask me out? And I had this whole idea. He seemed super confident in text, very witty. And then we met in person and I could just tell he was so intimidated by me. And that was like the biggest turnoff to me. And I was just like, are you the same person I've been texting? And I just feel like anytime, like multiple times that I have texted someone for a good amount of time, it is just not worked out, especially that early into a relationship. I think texting is for making plans. It is not for telling you that I had a salad for lunch this day. Done. Leave me alone. Like I have things to do. You should be busy. You should be filling your life with work and your friends and other activities that you can't sit and freaking text all day. Like that shouldn't 
be a thing that's happening. And, you know, honestly, even now, like my boyfriend and I, we call each other a lot. We'll text each other here and there. We'll send pictures or like quick texts, but like we don't text all day. And I am very, very happy with that. And then, yeah, finally, if they don't make a move to meet up quickly, or even if you ask and they don't confirm something, I would move on. I would not waste my time. Um, also, if like these people on the apps, I think it's really important to remember that they don't owe you anything. You don't know them. They don't have to like, if they are just not feeling it, they stop responding to you on an app. That's not ghosting. It's not. <laughs> um, so just like keeping a good head on your shoulders and kind of figuring it out. I also think just being really honest, being upfront about what you're looking for. And all of that is going to make being on the dating apps much more manageable. And then finally bringing in some little bit of dating advice, which even sounds silly for me to give because like, <laughs> I've been in a relationship for three months. Let me give advice. <laughs> um, but I think it is just really important to remember and like things that I wish I would have like, it's like things that you always hear and you know, but when you're dating and you want something to work so bad, you just forget it. And you like come up with like reasons and you rationalize silly things. But if you are just overanalyzing a person, if you're questioning everything, if every text they send, you're having people like, oh my God, can you read this? Or can you check this? Or like what? That's probably not that person. Like it's probably not the person for you. If you're feeling anxious all day, oh my God, are they going to call? Oh my God, are they going to text? If they don't text you for three, if you don't hear from them for like days, um, probably not your person. Like when I met my boyfriend, it was just easy. Like he called when he wanted to call. He texts when he wants to text. Sometimes he forgets to text. He has a busy job here and there, but I'm like, you know what? I know he's going to call me right away the next day. Um, so I think that really remembering, like, if it feels so hard, if you're questioning everything, if someone likes you, they're going to let you know, and you deserve to have that. With that being said, sometimes I do think though, I'm going to have a little caveat on that, right? Where if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overanalyzing things, ask yourself too, is this coming up because of that person? Or is this coming up because of past traumas? Because I will say I have not been perfect. There have definitely been things I've overanalyzed and been anxious about in my new relationship. And like, I'm going to self-sabotage something. And I sit there and it's not because of him, but it's because of things from a past relationship or triggers from a past relationship or like stories I'm saying in my mind. And I think I'm pretty good at going through and understanding where I'm like, where something is actually bothering me that I need to speak up or something is just a trauma response that I'm having that I feel like I need to work on on myself. But sometimes I'm like overanalyzing and feeling anxious. And like my best guy friend has been like, he hasn't shown you any reason to feel this way. And I'm like, I know, but I had fucking six years before this that did show me reasons to feel this way. So, you know, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, that it's all sunshine and rainbows and I never question anything, but I think having some touch bases with yourself. That's why I love to journal. I really like write down all of I'm feeling. It allows me to process this and then I can go through and I can really decide like, okay, is this something I need to bring up? Is it something I need to talk about? Or is this more of like a me issue or like it's not really an issue that I'm just making an issue in my head. Uh, the other tip guys, if someone says they don't want to date you, believe them. Like, and I did this mistake twice, right? Dumpling boo. He's like, no, not like we ended things for that little bit because he didn't want to date. And then he called back and he's like, well, you know, I just want to figure it out. Right. And then guess what? He ghosted me again. It's like, not good. <laughs> um, I should have just like 
unless I should not have, I should have said, unless your intentions have changed, unless you're like looking to be in a relationship, you know, I don't think we should rekindle this. And then same thing with veggie, you know, he said, I don't want to date you. And then when I eventually ended things with him, he was just like, I treat you the best I've ever treated a girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you literally act like you don't know me when you run into me at the bar. So what the fuck? And I think that it is just like super, like, I just should have listened when he said, I'm not looking to date. I'm not looking to be in a relationship. I should have moved on much quicker, even though they was also telling me things like, I love you. Right. Well, guess what? Someone can love you and not want to be your boyfriend. And that is the hard truth. So yay. (laughs) Um, and like, you just can't make excuses or hope that they're going to change. Oh, I'm going to change their mind. No, you know what? If they don't want that, then they can go do their own thing and maybe they'll change their mind in six months. And then they, you can decide then if you want to let them back in. But if they're like, like, I'll tell you, my boyfriend knew he wanted to date me. Like we were, I mean, I met him. I did not go on another date after that. I did not talk to anyone. I deleted my dating apps. Um, we met, we were a week and a half in and he was like, Hey, I want you to know I have to do a comedy dating show. I have no intention on going on a date with anyone besides you. And then we were seeing each other for three weeks before he locked it down. (laughs) So like, if someone likes you, they're going to let you know. And I think that's just an interesting topic as well, because while I do think that some people probably would have thought like three weeks is kind of quickly to be official. When I think about the fact that like, okay, so we have been officially dating each other for three months now. I'm like, oh my God, if he, if he had actually waited, cause I know so many people want to wait three months to make it official. And I feel like maybe that makes sense. If you are still dating other people, if you're only seeing each other, maybe once a week, but we were seeing each other so much. Neither of us were dating other people. There's no way in my freaking mind that we could have made it three months of, of like dating right before making it official. Like that just wouldn't have I don't know. I mean, yeah, we were just starting to call each other boyfriend, girlfriend right away. So I think it's an interesting topic though, because obviously a lot of people maybe feel pretty differently about the way I feel on that. So, um, I know a lot of people think that like 90 days, the mask comes off and people can't pretend to be someone they're not or anything like that. But I don't know. I think when you like someone, you know, right. And then you can kind of decide, Um, I also think people are so hesitant to put a label on something because we think, oh, well, if he's not my boyfriend, it's not going to hurt as much when it ends. But that's not the case, right? Like, just because, you know, a breakup is a breakup. Well, if you've been seeing someone for three months and you don't have a title, but you've been doing all of these relationship things, that's still going to hurt when you end things the same way it would have hurt was that boyfriend girlfriend title I think um I think like our society is just so stuck in these like situationships and stringing people along that they like don't like well if I don't make her my girlfriend like I don't owe her anything but ultimately it still hurts and it's still you know whether you want to put a title on it or not it can still often very much be a relationship with that being said I hope you guys enjoyed this recap um you know fingers crossed that 2024 dating recap is just one man you know, we're going to manifest that. (laughs) Um, We're going to hope for that. And that you guys are having some good luck dating for you as well. Or if you're married and you're in a relationship, hopefully this is all just like humorous to you. Um, I know I've shared about a lot of these dates, but anyway, 
Um, if you guys have tracked any of your dates this month, this year, if you have been on more dates than me, please DM me and let me know. Um, or, you know, if you're just like, girl, how do you do it? You need some more tips on managing all of this. I would love to chat about it, but I hope you all have a really great weekend and I will talk to you soon.